Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have a short but I think important video for you all today, especially those of you that are in the business of creating fan content, whether that's art or stories or elsewise. And that's, of course, one of the most popular topics for folks to ask me about is what's the nature of my fan art? Is it legal? Is it illegal? And you can go check out this channel for a number of videos on the nature of fan creations and how they are very often in that area we like to call the largesse zone where a copyright holder might well be being infringed by a piece of fan art or a fan game or other fan creation, but oftentimes it doesn't behoove that copyright holder to make trouble for the fan community because they are, after all, fans. Doesn't make it a non-infringement, doesn't make it right by the letter of the law, but it very often can be the case that fans aren't going to be harassed or otherwise made an example of by the content holder itself. Today's video is on a slightly different topic, and that's the nature of protecting a work that you have made in another's universe and how that protection might or might not work when the owners of that universe decide to take your creation and use it for their own ends. So a few days ago, September 24th, Destiny, Bungie, put together a trailer for their upcoming Destiny 2 expansion, The Witch Queen. And in that trailer, they framed it as kind of a true detective, lines on a board kind of thing. Who is this person? Savathun, uh, the Witch Queen herself, etc., etc., in the lore of their universe. And I've highlighted in the middle of this video a brief snippet that includes a bunch of pieces of art framed as Polaroids and things like that. But a strange thing happened as part of this trailer. And it's best described in the headline from Paul Tassie of Forbes. Destiny 2 used Zivu Arath fan art for new Witch Queen trailer. And if you don't know who Zivu Arath is, don't worry, I don't either. It's some type of person in the hive race in Destiny. And it's framed as this particular picture, uh, which we'll talk about in just a second. Paul says, well, this is a weird one. Earlier this week, Bungie debuted a new trailer for Destiny 2's Witch Queen expansion, which gave off true detective vibes, including a big board where Ikora is trying to connect all the dots between the various hive gods and their schemes as we hunt down Savathun, Destiny folks. I almost wrote about this before, but as fans frame by frame analyzed the trailer, as we knew they would, they found what appeared to be the clearest image of the hive god of war, the Ares equivalent apparently, Zivu Arath, that we've seen to date. The problem? This Zivu Arath image is actually fan art made by someone by the name of Mal E at Relay314 on Twitter. I will, of course, link this in the description of the video so you can check it out yourself. But you can see that this image is essentially identical to the image put forth in that particular video. Now, it's very small. If we go and we look at this, it's only right here. It's very tiny, but it's definitely the same image, which is what made Paul Tassie questioned the entire thing and went to Forbes with it as a story. Said there's zero question. It's the exact same image used. I spoke to Mal E who confirmed they were not contacted by Bungie for use of the art, but believes they didn't purposely steal it and that this was just some sort of accident. They're a fan of the universe. Of course, they think it's some sort of accident, but that's fine. The quote here is a little bit more telling. I don't think it's any foul play at all. 100% some kind of crazy mistake. I'm absolutely not claiming any theft of design. My art is referenced from the illustrated grimoires section on the Book of Sorrows and the Sisters, which is one of my favorites. I just wanted to try my hand at drawing my vision of her face, but facing forward. 
We're going to want to keep this quote in mind, especially that part that I've highlighted in red about the fact that this art is directly referenced from a section of a book that is created by Bungie, the grimoire section on the Book of Sorrows, which had this picture in it. And I believe this is the same character that was depicted from a front-wise version and why it appears in the ad itself. Paul says, I certainly don't think Mel E. wants the art scrubbed from the trailer, but this kind of thing definitely isn't supposed to happen. I've certainly made the mistake of thinking fan art was official art for a game and using it in articles, so I expect something similar happened here, but this isn't the kind of thing that should occur. And after this article was put out there, I think either a day ago or a couple of days ago, I got a number of folks asking me, what does this mean? What can this person do? What kind of trouble is Bungie in? And one of the things I had to tell folks was that, especially from the perspective of fan creator communities, the answer is probably not a whole lot of trouble from the Bungie side of things. In order to understand why, we have to look at the Copyright Act, which I know a number of you don't like, but it is where the law lives on this particular question. Now, if you've been here before, you've seen this section before, 17 U.S.C. 106. This is the description in the Copyright Act of the exclusive rights in copyrighted works held by the copyright holder. And remember, a copyright accrues to somebody creating something the moment it's created. And yes, you can go register for it to get statutory damages and be better off in the court system, etc., etc. But it attaches as soon as you make something. When you make something, you have the following automatic exclusive rights. The right to reproduce it. The, the copyright, if you will. The right to prepare derivative works. And that's where this discussion is going to live to distribute copies of the copyrighted work, to perform, to display, et cetera, et cetera. But we're going to be focusing on derivative works. What is a derivative work? Well, we go to the definition section, 17 USC 101, and we find a derivative work is a work based upon one or more pre-existing works, such as a translation, musical arrangement, dramatization, fictionalization, motion picture version, sound recording, art reproduction, abridgment, condensation, or any other form in which a work may be recast, transformed, or adapted. Now, that's a lot of legalese, and unfortunately, it's a lot of legalese that doesn't actually direct the court system super, super well. It's something based on something else that is copyright protected, which we could probably take just from the phrase derivative work on its own. But it means that if you create something in somebody else's universe, which is the nature of fan creations, very often it's going to be deemed a derivative work by the Copyright Act. And remember, the only party that has a right to make a derivative work is the party that holds the copyright. So in this particular instance, we've got Bungie, they've got a universe in Destiny, they've got these hive gods whose names I can't recall, so I apologize for that but they have the rights to the character, the designs they've created. And when you go and you make a new piece of art based on those designs, especially if you give a quote to a national publication that says you based it on those designs, well, it's not going to be the hardest thing to establish that that is a derivative work based on their copyrighted materials. And you didn't have the right to do it. I say it's an exclusive right of the copyright holder to prepare derivative works. Along with that is the exclusive right to license that out. Right, if you see a t-shirt with Savathun on it, probably Bungie isn't in the business of making the t-shirts directly. Probably they license out the right to their intellectual property to the t-shirt maker. That's how you get Savathun right across your chest. And that's how these things work. All of these companies that have intellectual property work with other outside vendors and providers. They license out the right to make the t-shirt, the hat, whatever. And they get royalties for the use of their intellectual property on those goods or services. And that's how this all works. 
But if you don't license that, you've got some trouble. So we go to Circular 14 of the Copyright Office to again talk about derivative works a little bit because you can in fact copyright them with one very specific and important exception. So let's take a look at the circular. A derivative work is a work based on or derived from one or more already existing works. We know that. To be copyrightable, a derivative work must incorporate some or all of a pre-existing work and add new original copyrightable authorship to that work. The derivative work right is often referred to as the adaptation right and includes things like a sculpture based on a drawing, a drawing based on a photograph, and would include things like a drawing based on a drawing or a photograph based on a photograph. A little harder to imagine that one. But if it's based on something that somebody else has copyrighted, then it's probably a derivative work. And yes, you can copyright it because it's something new. This image that was created for this hive god is something new. But as the Copyright Office says, copyright in a derivative work covers only the additions, changes, or other new material appearing for the first time in the work, which would be most of it in a new piece of art like this, but not the design overall. Protection does not extend to any pre-existing material that is previously published or previously registered works or works in the public domain or owned by a third party. So everything's sounding pretty good for potentially getting some protection if you're the fan art creator, except it's not. Right to prepare derivative works. Only the owner of copyright in a work has the right to prepare or to authorize someone else to create an adaptation of that work. The owner of a copyright is generally the author or someone who has obtained the exclusive rights from the author, or as we have seen in videos even this past week, the company that pays for the authorship of something as a work made for hire. And then here in red is where the rubber hits the road. In any case where a copyrighted work is used without the permission of the copyrighted owner, copyright protection will not extend to any part of the work in which such material has been used unlawfully. The unauthorized adaptation of a work may constitute copyright infringement. So as we've talked about in all the many times we've talked about fan art and fan creations in this space, you may well live in the largesse zone where a copyright holder is happy that you exist and keeping the various fandoms alive, but... If they decide that they don't like you, it might well be infringement and they could bring a court case against you on that score. And if they didn't license the right to you to make that artwork that you made, you are basically unable of availing yourself of copyright protection. Let's read that red line again. In any case where a copyrighted work is used without the permission of the copyright owner, there's no indication here that Bungie gave that permission, Copyright protection will not extend to any part of the work in which such material has been used unlawfully. Now, some of you might say, hey, you just mentioned that Bungie didn't give permission, but I know that Bungie gives permission. I'm familiar with their guidelines on fan-created media and art. And to that, I say, you're not wrong. But like any other time we've talked about it in this space, guidelines are not legal documents. And for the most part, while they do give you certain permissions to use things, those permissions are only kind of giving contour to the zone in which the copyright holder is willing to give largesse. And if you read them very carefully, you'll note that most have a section that says, hey, by the way, no matter what we say here, we're not licensing out our intellectual property. And Bungie is no exception. So let's take a look at that policy. Bungie strongly supports the efforts of our community to produce non-commercial content using video images, footage, music, sounds, dialogue, or other assets from our games, subject to the following guidelines. Now, the lawyer in me will mention 
that the issue in this discussion does not appear to come directly from one of their games, although it is game adjacent, but from a book and artwork that they separately prepared. But I still think that this kind of policy is close enough in analog to discuss for purposes of what Bungie is doing with a policy like this one. And what they are doing is most importantly stated in the red line to follow. However, says Bungie, these guidelines may change without notice to you and nothing in these guidelines should be interpreted as permission to use Bungie intellectual property. So let's repeat that one more time. We're going to have a big set of guidelines establishing what you can and can't do with our intellectual property, but nothing in this document should be interpreted as us giving you permission to use the intellectual property. Now that's lawyer speak, but it means we're the copyright holders. We're not licensing these rights out to you. We're just establishing when we're unlikely to drop the hammer on you because we're the holder and you're infringing and we like fans and we like it when you make things for us because it helps our fan community. It helps us sell things. So we want you to know where we're unlikely to do something against you. But from a legal perspective, we aren't actually doing anything. Bungie continues, when you post a fan-created work, you do so at your own risk, as it may be subject to removal at any time and without prior notice from Bungie. Bungie could only remove artwork at any time if it, as properly stated, maintains the copyright ownership of that material, which is what's happening here. Bungie reserves the right to enforce its intellectual property rights against any infringer who violates these guidelines or Bungie community standards, or against any infringer whose creations may compete with a Bungie product or service. But overall, Bungie thinks that everybody that does anything here is an infringer. They're just not going to exercise their rights against those of you that follow these particular rules. So they say, derivative artworks, physical and digital, based on the world of destiny cannot be sold without express permission from Bungie. Note the use of the term derivative there. As we talked about, that's where the rubber hits the road. They're establishing that if you make art in the destiny universe, it is a derivative work. And if you try to sell it, you're in trouble. But again, we didn't actually give you permission to make that. So that puts you back in the unlicensed creator of a derivative, which says, hey, you can't avail yourself of copyright protection for that work. It's how you get to a place where the bungees of the world and other media companies of the world say, hey, we might drop the hammer on you for infringement. We might sue you. We might ask you to remove something or we might use it ourselves because what are you going to do? You can't actually use copyright protection here. And this might well be an accident. I don't mean to impugn Bungie's good name or even the production house that made that trailer's good name, but it is the case that you can't avail yourself of the law. And so you see these big companies doing this fairly often. Here's a Reddit post from a couple of years ago. Marvel is stealing fan-made Star Wars content. They're not even giving credit to the artists. Again, in the Star Wars Allegiance comic, the use of a Nebula K frigate is accused of against Marvel and Disney. And I can't speak to the veracity of these kinds of things, but I can point out that these stories happen pretty often. Just a couple of days ago, several people have mentioned that the graphics in the Tower of Terror episode of Behind the Attraction are very similar to my YouTube video. So I decided to give it a watch for myself. Left is my original artwork. Right is from Behind the Attraction. Certainly, from my eye, they look very, very similar. In fact, they look like almost identical copies with a color swap. And... That's just the kind of thing that happens when you have difficulty using the copyright protection or if you're using a concept that is owned by a larger company that has the, as we like to say here, the chip stack at the table to shut you down with legalese and litigation. 
This, of course, isn't limited to Marvel and Disney. We saw this a year or so ago with Saturday Night Live stealing a Sonic fan's art to do a skit about Sonic the Musical that actually presented a more complicated set of facts because Saturday Night Live doesn't own the rights either. So you've created a derivative work of Sonic in Sega's universe. Saturday Night Live says, well, you know, I don't think they can actually protect that. They can't sue us in any reasonable fashion. So we're just going to yoink that, use it in our skit, put it on national television, make money on the ads that we run during that episode. And what are you going to do? Now, for the most part, people that make fan content are fans of the universe that they're making that content in. So you also know, if you're Saturday Night Live or another third party, that it's unlikely they're going to be too upset about it. In this particular case, the creator of that Sonic the Hedgehog artwork said, oh, this is great. My stuff is on Saturday Night Live. In the case of the Disney Tower of Terror episode just a couple of days ago, the Disney producer apologized, said they're going to add the name in question to the credits. Notably, though, that person isn't going to get paid. And while they might have a better case than some of the other ones that we've discussed here, including the Destiny discussion, because they're doing their own artwork based on the concept of a ride design, not based on blueprints or something like that, as far as I know, they still are going to be left holding the bag monetarily and just getting their name in a video, not participating in the production process. Now, you might also say, Rick, there are ways that you can make things that don't fall under derivative work, don't cause trouble, and there are indeed. If you're creating a parody or satire, you might be able to get away with it. If you're commenting on the nature of American politics with Savathun artwork or something along those lines, you might be okay because the First Amendment's going to swoop in under United States law and say that's okay. You might also be able to claim, as I know a number of you like to do here in this space, that it's fair use. For those of you that aren't familiar with the term, remember that the exclusive rights we talked about at the top of this video don't apply if whatever you're doing with another party's copyrighted material is fair use. Generally speaking, for criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, or research, but really for anything, if you can win a balancing test of what it's used for, whether you're making money off it, whether or not it's kind of reality-based or creative-based. Everything we've talked about here is created by the content holder, so you're not going to win on that score. How much you use it, how transformative it is, whether or not it's affecting the potential market for the product. And so you might be able to claim something is fair use. In fact, YouTube lawyer Leonard French on the Sonic the Hedgehog question said it could be that his work was a fair use and thus copyright protected. Remember, copyright attaches whenever you create something you're allowed to create, and if it wasn't already registered, which almost nobody's going to register fan art because you don't want to have that fight at that point in time, you'd have a case for actual damages, which in and of itself is difficult to prove. Now, Sonic the Hedgehog question, I don't think he'd win. I don't agree with Leonard French here so much that this is a fair use kind of concept. Almost all these, I think, are going to be derivative. But I tell you what, they're definitely going to be derivative when you give a quote to Forbes that says, I based it on the pictures that Bungie created. So, like all things, when you've got a question that even is adjacent to legal issues, get a lawyer. And that's not formal legal advice, but it's practical advice. You're going to want to talk to a lawyer before you talk to national folks on these kinds of questions. But even at then, at the end of the day, it's very unlikely that you would have won a fight with Bungie. Bungie could have claimed derivative use in two seconds, and then you would have had to had that fight about fair use or otherwise. And that you even want to, because again, it's the nature of fan communities. It's why Bungie has a fan-created media and art page, which does nothing from a legal perspective, but otherwise provide kind of notice as to where you might run afoul of Bungie and where they might try to make an example of you. 
So I promised a short video. It's shorter than most, but not terribly short for YouTube. If you like having these conversations about the business and law of video games, Bungie, Destiny, more, please consider supporting the channel at Patreon. The Patreon is actually growing very rapidly. I'm extraordinarily grateful for all the folks that have deigned to support the channel in that way. Otherwise, if you just want to subscribe, upvotes, downvotes, comments, Reddit threads, wherever else you might find yourself on the internet, every little bit helps. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.